Welcome to Reshoot, an amateur's guide to good or film. I'm your host, Hector. Since I'm starting first, I can't make a joke. I am Ruthie. I don't have a joke to make. I'm Eduardo. There are no jokes. (laughs) (laughs) As soon as I said that, I could have gone like, I am the joke. It's time. It's time. It's time for me to get canceled. Can we maybe start off? We're, we're, hey. We agreed we're not doing the summary this time, right? It's such a movie that it's hard to summarize. I can I can give a very short synopsis. Yes. Go for it. Also, also, yeah. Ruthie's going to get canceled. And, uh, you know, that, that April Fool's video? Yeah, that's, that's, that's going to happen for real. <laughs> I'm going to get booted off the podcast I created. Me too. Cool. Me too. I love that term for me. Me too. Yeah, no, it, it's happening. I, I've already contacted my lawyer. He's a cat, <laughs> so we all know he's very good. You're going to copyright the, the title of Boomer the podcast? Esquire. All right, synopsis, go. The Godfather takes place in the 50s. Uh, it follows this mafia crime family, the Corleones. Uh, movie at first kind of follows Don Corleone, the, the head of the family. Uh, uh, he is offered this deal where he can make a lot of money via drugs. He says no. And then Seleso, the, the drug guy, uh, uses the Titalia family to wage war against him and uh, Don Corleone's family retaliates. That's the shortest version I can give. That's it. That That's that's perfect. Let me get to my notes. Pretty good um, synopsis. Let's, Thank you. Can, I just thought it'd be interesting. Can mm-hmm. we talk about the backstory between the history between this movie and our podcast? Yeah, yeah. Um, the- I am not in this story. <laughs> I mean, you're at the tail end of the story. And at the beginning. Yeah, yeah. I so uh, Hector, Ed, and I play tabletop games together. And in the beginning of the pandemic last year, I started an Urban Shadows game with uh, the three of us and a couple other friends. And one of our friends decided to literally play Don Carleone. But, but working but, for a demon. Yeah, he's like a demon mobster. But he totally ripped the character from the godfather and he kept making all these quotes and they were hilarious in like without the context but then like ed and hector who've actually seen the movie uh they were like dying laughing because like he'd say the right quote for the right time but there was something ridiculous about it the friend has a good habit of doing that he's got real good timing but uh finally like a couple weeks in i was like I just got to bite the bullet and watch this movie. Everyone talks about how good it is. And so I watched it. And as I was watching it, I bitched to Hector about it the entire time. And- uh, Well, the, not just save our skins. You basically bitched about one part and one aspect of it in particular. And I'm going to get there. I'm going to get you there. You will admit the rest of them. This is not something no, it's, it's, it's a good movie. Honestly, it's a good movie. I just think that perhaps some of the hype is a little- overhyped i found it frustrating in other parts and so i was saying to hector you know what this is what i found frustrating i think i could do this to fix it and then hector replies we could make a podcast out of that and i guess to give the context for that even though there doesn't need to be there is a sketch youtube sketch i saw where people were talking about we can make a podcast out of this and they just take it to ridiculous levels it's great so I was just saying that as a joke because I'd just seen the video and uh, it kind of grew from there. Yeah, it was, I, I did not know that. Well, I think I'd seen that sketch at that point, but I took him seriously and it was like, yeah, we could make a podcast out of this. And we made a podcast out of it. Yeah. And then we dragged Ed into it, kicking and screaming. Part of it was also but just, not- 
not kicking and screaming. You guys are just like, you were let's make and a pot. It, it was excitement. You were like, yeah, pockets. Well, all you guys had to say were making a podcast of movies, and I'm me being the cinephile, I'm like, sure, whatever. And I you thought, son of a bitch, I, I'm in. Hey, I thought, and you, you can probably tell this from like the first couple episodes we did. I thought it was mostly just a freaking uh, review movie podcast, not this but every interesting pod- movie podcast is review podcast. I know, I know. That's that's why I like this. Like, and this is an exercise for me because this isn't this isn't a thing I usually would think of when watching movies, and it's it's interesting to have this thought experiment that I don't have much experience with. Yeah, that's why. That's why my 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 points on what I would change for movies is always so short because I'm just not used to this. You're getting better at it. Yeah, you're flexible. Better, yeah. And then and then we're gonna do this one, and people are gonna say he got worse. (laughs) (laughs) To be fair, I had to really stretch for mine. It's not my usual thing. I had to stretch. To be fair, the both of them are giving me stink eyes and have been for like two weeks. I mean. Mine is definitely up to 11. I don't know about Hector. Uh, I'm at like a nine. <laughs> I still I still don't know. Like, you know what Ruthie doesn't like about this movie. I still don't know. Well, you don't know what I don't like about the movie? I, well, maybe you said it, but I don't remember. Okay. I don't know. Do you want to start so, then, Ruthie? Yeah, I don't I know. Can... Yeah, it's your movie. You start. Okay, I start. I'll go last. <laughs> For my likes, I liked the acting. I, I specifically said I liked Marlon Brando's acting, but like, real talk, I like everybody's acting. It was all like just good shit. It was good shit all around, you know? Yeah, it, um, it's a 1970s movie with acting that holds up today. Yeah. Which is yeah. kind of crazy. Like, uh, the one thing that kind of stood out as being a little hammy was uh, Sonny and Carlo when uh, Sonny's beating him up in the street. Uh, <laughs> there's a few points where he misses the punches, like, very <laughs> obviously on the camera, like, to the point where I noticed it. So, uh, I always love those. I love them too. That's why I'm saying I love the like the hammedness, the cheesy of it. Even with good, like, like even martial arts movies are trying to keep an eye out for that. Mm-hmm. Yeah, but fun. yeah, my, my point of it is that in the 1970s that's that's how it was filmed usually or that's how the choreographing was nowadays it's it's a lot more like technical and closer and where, where you can actually punch someone like ryan red or no ryan gosling actually punched harrison ford in the face in 2049 no other way around other way around oh yeah i know it was harrison ford who punched ryan gosling <laughs> in the face that's right accidentally I love the freeze frame of it though. Like yeah, he the gets freeze to frame Ryan is amazing. And, and Ryan Gosling is like that, and there's like spit coming out of his mouth. It's amazing. But yeah, he like that's just happy. Like I, I'm, I'm not willing to fault the movie on that aspect because I understand that that's that's how it was back in the day. It was more theater esque, where, mm-hmm. and like, I guess actors didn't actually want to be, uh, they didn't want to accidentally actually hurt someone so they Cowards. pulled the punches a lot Wait. yeah Wait. If, I, if, if i was an actor in a movie i'd be like actually hit me <laughs> <laughs> i consent what? to this you want me to sign a, a, a paper a legal legal agreement that you're allowed to assault Enter the me? dragon came out in 1973 damn 
I it's not just it. a 70s thing it's like no it's just like they're a theater they don't want to actually put their money they don't want to actually do anything to do with fighting i know it's not the point but like no but I it, mean, it is it is a it is like an older movie thing kind of thing like whenever there's people punching each other you can tell that they're not it's it's very very different than it is than how it is today yeah like, it's the, the punches just got closer and closer to almost hitting as the years went on or and they're just better at hiding it and it's interesting looking at like film history with like special effects because like early on in filmmaking with charlie chaplin he did all his own stunts like you know he'd do a lot of crazy stuff and he did do like a, a lot of optical illusions like uh in the one that was in joker that i can never remember the name of the bit where he's city roller lights. skating. i think that's city it? lights no it's i'm not, not sure lights. but you're going to be the, having the exact same fucking discussion we had on the first episode no we aren't uh when he's <laughs> like roller skating backwards blindfolded uh mm-hmm. and he's like right next to the edge of the like third story of this mall the way that they filmed it was uh an optical illusion because it's like oh the way that they framed the camera if you like if you just moved it an inch it the illusion would fade it was like basically chalk art it wasn't chalk art i know what it was it wasn't real i can't remember what it was i'm just saying like the illusion was there do i can can, are you am i allowed to say what it actually was because actually no sure Okay. So, uh, the set the set was that, and it had the little like cutout of this of the like where the drop off is, but it was only like like yeah, it was like a one inch drop off, right? And what they did is they set the camera like on a tripod to keep it steady, and they moved the glass pane in front of the camera, and then they painted in the drop off on this glass okay. pane. So they were filming through this glass pane, and it just made it look like there was a drop off where it's just. It's just painted on. Oh, uh, okay. yeah, yeah. No, it, yeah. It, it's super cool, and you can't even tell like when you're watching the movie. Yeah, because because huh. the glass plane had to be like wider and taller than the shot, so they had to film just through the entire thing. Really cool. Also, keeping, uh, also bringing it back to the fight a little bit. That fight that looked bad. They actually did. We give them crap for making it not look real, but they actually did get it. Uh, uh, Carlos character actually did get injured yeah yeah he would like broke two uh sunny broke two of his ribs which is kind of funny like that's the part you make look that's real <laughs> anyways yeah. long tangent but it, what i was just trying to say is like it's really solid acting and there's some cheesy like that's the only cheesy bit i can really think of but even then i didn't hate it i really enjoyed it not just because i enjoy cheesiness but there was just something about it where it, it hit just right um, I specifically mentioned the Hollywood scene, but I think what I like uh, liked about it specifically was the buildup and the tension. This movie has a really good way of just like capturing your attention and just kind of like holding on to it to the point where you forget to breathe and then scary thing or bad thing or ah. release. Yeah, whatever release. Uh, and then the movie also has like a really good show and tell like there's obvious like bits of telling like with michael expositing to k a lot of the time but uh other than that like there's a lot of stuff you kind of get along the way i guess it's a short like list but honestly i like the movie 
I know it sounds like I don't, but I do. Now onto my dislikes. Oh, is it dislike slash fixes or just dislikes? Well, right now it it's it's just two bullet points, but it's gonna dive straight into my my fixes. Oh, cool. So, first off, in the wedding scene, it's really weird when Michael is talking to his girlfriend Kay. And she's like asking him all these questions. And at first he's like, no, no, you don't want to hear. And then she's like, oh, but what about this guy? And he's like, that guy threatened to blow the brains out of this other guy. That's my family, Kay. Like either tell her before the wedding or tell her after the wedding. It's really weird that he was like, no, no, no. And he's like, fine, you want to hear it? I'll tell you right in front of these kids. I just thought it was weird. There were kids in front. Oh no, there were there, there were kids, kids running around. around. Fair enough, fair enough, fair enough. Yeah, I didn't know if that's particular shot. I'm like, I would have noticed. I'm like, I don't know if I was just like, did I not notice that? I just thought it was weird, like, because yeah. he was so adamant, and then he immediately <clears throat> changed his mind. Oh yeah, no, I get it. And my fix for that, really quick, very simple, just have a scene where they're riding home, and then he he tells her like, all right, fine, you want to hear it? I'll tell you. And he tells her about Tom Hagen, and he tells her about Luca Brasi. Or I think like because so that scene that's I'm sorry for interrupting, but that that no scene is is very 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 important because right after that is when you hear Vito Corleone, Don Corleone say uh, when he's trying to fix uh, what's his name Johnny Fontaine. Johnny yeah. Fontaine. Johnny Fontaine. When he's trying to get Johnny Fontaine into that movie, he tells him, "I'll make him an offer I can't refuse." So I I guess it could work after to kind of like you know. Oh, that's what he meant with an offer you can't refuse. I guess it could work. But yeah, I'm just saying that like, you still need the scene and you weren't even talking about removing the scene. So now my point is useless and it makes no sense. I'm sorry. (laughs) Well, no, no, you do have a point where it's like, it does need to happen. But yeah, I guess you could do it where the two of them are like running late to the wedding and maybe he just like warns her like, hey, there are some people you should maybe look out for. Luca Brazzi is one of them. And she's like, oh, who's Luca Brazzi? He, he, he. Cause and then he's like, no, 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 I, I, I don't. like." And then he, they have that little exchange where he's like, no, 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 no. And then she pushes prize. Mm-hmm. And then he's like, fine, I'll tell you. Like, that. that's what I got from it, that he was just like, well, I got from it that he was, that they're, it's like the end of World War II, just, just barely. So it's like, yeah. it's like yeah. 1945, actually, when the, this movie takes place. Because they mentioned that. Uh, oh it is okay it's like 45 or 46 somewhere around there or 47 but like he mentions that and maybe what what i what i got from it was that he was that they're newly or they don't know each other very well Kay and michael and then he's just preparing her for the things that might happen yeah that's why i think he was so like just like switched it so quickly yeah. It seems like they're newly dating well, or something. I don't know. It I don't seems know. Like they're a long-standing yeah. couple. Yeah, I got, that's the impression I got because I wouldn't take my brand new girlfriend to my oh, that's sister's right. wedding. Also, he put her with the family photo. Yeah, he pulled that's her That's a really... Like, that means that's they're right, serious. Yeah. And oh, no, the family yeah, and was K- super K- welcoming men- to her. Kay does mention that, like, that Michael says that that's my family, that's not me, and Kay mentions that he's said that before. Mm-hmm. So, yeah. Dang. Okay, whatever. Continue. I'm sorry. Yeah, no worries. Um, my second point, and the big point, the big point. The one that started the podcast. The one that started the podcast. Oh, boy. God 
damn it, this movie hates women. Oh, I remember now, yeah. Yeah. And before people start saying, oh, you're just being a... Oh, I'm just being yeah, a FSJW, feminist. FSJW, piece oh, of shit. This podcast oh, yeah. is run by feminists. The movie treats Kay badly. The movie treats Connie badly. The movie treats uh, Michael's random Italian bride, Apollonia, badly. It steamrolls over their existence. These silly women think that they can get in these mafia affairs. The mom is like her, but not, I don't they even have the mom, the the mom Vito's is, wife in the movie. But Vito's wife, I don't think she had a name. Yeah. Definitely doesn't pass the Bechdel test. I think I think they, they called her just Mama Corleone. Yeah. They did, yeah. It's just kind of like they don't even show her. Yeah, what what like, what what's the test you talking about? Oh, the Bechdel test. We've oh, I've it heard before. it, but please describe it for everybody, I guess. Okay, yeah. Uh, so the Bechdel test—it's got a few different layers, but basically, you have to have two named women characters who are talking to each other in a scene without a man, and they cannot be talking about an, a man. The, you're saying the movie doesn't have the Bechdel test? No, it does, does not. not it does it. not pass it does not pass it and of course the test because then we're gonna have people if we ever get popular we're gonna have people going down our throats about this yes the test is not a fully well realized test there's easily some flaws and there's context that you know it but it's just the general like everyone gets a general idea of the test yeah to test yeah. how the movie treats its women so don't add us about that you could also don't replace the bechdel test with the lamp post test if you can replace your lamp your female character with a lamp <laughs> and nothing changes your movie doesn't treat women well. I want Michael to fuck a lamp now. Yes. <laughs> <laughs> I'm trying to think because I know, I know, no, but they're talking about like, like, like uh, Kay and uh, Carlo's wife. They they talk at one point, but they're talking Connie. about Connie. But the two of them. Uh... They're talking about Carlo and the abuse. Yeah, they're talking about either Carlo or they're talking about Michael killing Carlo yeah that's also the last scene in the movie yeah yeah no did they talk beforehand also i'm pretty sure not like maybe they do connie doesn't have much of a part in the first half of the movie no oh off screen they have a thing where uh they have an off screen not bechdel test where apparently Kay was talking with connie about michael being her connie's baby's godfather Mm, yeah that's two boys yeah i know yeah, there, there actually isn't, but the movie's about, I mean, the movie's about the men in the family. That's how it was back no, for, no, no, with I, mobster I get, families. I hear you. But... I, yes, but still, there's, it. I agree that it does not treat the women well in the film. Actually, when we were talking to my dad about making this podcast, uh, he asked about what, where the idea came from. We told him the story. He even told Ruthie and I that we were just looking at this from a modern lens. And maybe we are, but eh, it's just... Some... Is it so wrong that I'm just asking my movies to be better? <laughs> Whoa. You, you, if you if anything's still... going to cancel us, it's going to be that line right there. <laughs> I'm not saying Godfather's bad. I know, no, no, no. Why I'm just be saying, good I'm just saying, when it can be better? I'm, I'm just saying, like, you're going to... But it's going gonna, it's gonna to trigger a lot of people, that line right there, I think. That they can be perceived in a way that is not good. What I mean is, The Godfather is a good movie. It's held to a high standard. 
I just feel like if it did two things, it could be even better. Yeah. Both of my fixes would hammer home the themes. I'm taking Hector's part of the, the, the crew. Go ahead. I had no fucking idea how to fix this movie. <laughs> I think, if anything, I made it worse. <laughs> I, I, I doubt it. No. No, I honestly think I made it worse. Go ahead. You, uh, you can, you guys can be the judge, but like, I'm usually pretty confident about my fixes. You guys know this. <laughs> this time was not one of them. I was just like, I was in the middle of the car waiting for my ship to start. Mm. Just going like, uh, writing stuff down. <laughs> <laughs> okay. I think we've, we've bantered on long enough. I think it's time. So. My first frustration with the female characters, I don't like how Michael just immediately ditched Kay and immediately found a new girl toy, Apollonia. I don't like, I don't like that whole like romance sequence. It felt so weird to me. It didn't feel like Michael and I get what they're trying to go for it. I just didn't like it. Can you just in case, because mm-hmm. I might be getting the wrong picture on this. Mm-hmm. What do you think they're trying to go for? They were trying to show like, oh, Michael is, uh, it's like, he doesn't know what's going on in America. He doesn't know when he's gonna go home. It's kind of like that lighthouse is disappearing and now he's seeing like a new life here in Italy. And he's kind of like leaning into this more mobster-ish route. Okay. Right, yeah? Okay, okay. So I disliked that he fell in love with Apollonia. I disliked that he married her. It felt very shoehorned in. For the longest time, I didn't even remember her name. I just called her uh, Maria because I could. I didn't know her name. I only remember it because we watched it last night. Uh, and what I would do with the relationship between the two of them is I'd just switch it. Michael would not be in a relationship with Apollonia. Michael's bodyguard is the one who has the relationship with her basically plays out the same thing way it's just the googly eyes are switched it's one of the, bo- the bodyguards uh they go to corleone the town yeah the town corleone they go find the restaurant guy and uh michael like persuades the dad to ask her out on a date as soon as uh as soon as they go out for that like stroll or whatever he's just like hey uh i'm gonna dip my bodyguard's I'm just gonna like fall back over here and she's fine with it because I think in my mind she's already made googly eyes at him where it's not as creepy I guess (laughs) okay and yeah we see pretty much the same thing play out it's just Michael's in the background because he can't leave that's his bodyguard yeah that way when Apollonia is driving the car and we can say that the two of them maybe became friends and Michael was still the one teaching her how to drive. Uh, when she gets blown up in the car bomb, it's like, oh, there really are no innocents in the mob. In like mafia world, everyone is kind of subjected to it. I can't get out of it. Apollonia couldn't even get out of it. Her, uh, uh, the bodyguard can't even get out of it. Out of it. Okay. So, and- so you're saying it, it plays out the same way that it's it's the other bodyguard like the same it's the other bodyguard that starts dating apollonia and marries her yeah and uh the like because there's one one of the bodyguards plants the bomb yes 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 so it's okay so like uh she's the one i'm gonna say like uh the two of them were probably the apollonia and probably the bodyguard that wasn't the car bomb guy 
uh, was in with her. So the two of them die in the car bomb together. Okay. That does keep the same theme. It keeps the same theme. It makes Michael seem less of a scumbag. And it kind of shows maybe he does actually have feelings for Kay instead of being psychopathic. He was yeah, he was normal in the first half. Then after that, he yeah. Just then like, after that, he just like apparently he lost his emotions on his uh, flight back from Sicily. Could be trauma. But I get it. He lost he lost his emotions on his flight flight back from Sicily because his wife died. Still didn't like it. Like I no, I'm I'm kind of busy on this one. It could still work. Yeah, yeah, it could still work. It plays out the same way. It's just that, and he has so many other things that can make him a scumbag too. Yeah, like the fact that he he lies to his sister, the baptism. Like he lies to his sister, he lies to Kay, he lies to yeah, yeah. No, it lies to everybody. Yeah, no, it it still fits. It just yeah, that one did kind of feel yeah. It just it felt so out of left field to me. Is just like so much of a shift because he was a normal guy and I get like yeah he just killed two guys but like the Connie thing you told me when we first saw this um we have not seen anything past Godfather one yes yeah that is something that uh I should know I'd never seen anything in fact uh up until last night I had not even finished Godfather I got to the point where they were in Vegas and I stopped and I forgot to watch the rest of it until last night I haven't even seen Godfather 2. Okay. Okay. So uh, also, more... God- Godfather 3 doesn't exist. It's a rumor. No, there's a <laughs> coda. The coda fixes it. There, so for anyone who's listening who doesn't know, the director of Godfather, Coppola, right? Coppola. Coppola. It's Coppola. 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 It, uh, had some time and he had some unused footage. He basically re-edited the movie. He, sh- he Snyder cut it. He basically Snyder cut it. <laughs> Is it also and four hours long? No. <laughs> no. Anyways, my second fix, Connie. Yes, I'm going to fix Connie. Her husband's a shithead. That's yes. bad. I didn't like it. Um, Sonny. No, not Sonny. Carlo. Sonny is the eldest son. I. You don't oh. like the fact that he was abusive? No, I just like. Because it makes. I wanted some justice for Connie. Oh, okay. So this is me getting justice for Connie. Hashtag justice for Connie. Uh, oh, right. Yeah, yeah, yeah. I, I totally... Yeah, I, I was thinking wrong. Anyways. Basically, when she calls Sunny... In the original version, she, she called Sunny. She was telling him. But right before that, she had a knife. And she was threatening Carlo, right? She was like... and uh, She's like, I'm going to kill you. I'm going to kill you. And Carlo's like, yeah, you're going to kill me. The, uh, you're a murderer just like the rest of your family. So it plays out a little something like this. She calls her brother to save her. This is, but this is going to be the last time he ever lays her, his hands on her. And he won't get a chance to do that with their kids, no matter what. And Sunny doesn't show up. She's freaking out. She's desperate. Uh, her husband's already taken the knife from her. He's already beaten her, uh, probably laughing about it. At some point, she goes to the nightstand. You see her, see her pull out a gun. He sees her with the gun. She points it at him again, kind of unsteady handed. And he goes, oh, you tried to stab me earlier. Remember how that went? And she says, 
don't get any closer, I'll do it. And he doesn't believe her. And he takes a step closer. We hear a gunshot. We next hear, I guess, I don't know. Basically, Connie shoots Carlo. He does. She got revenge for her brother and she didn't even know it. Uh, she's found having killed her husband not too long after. She is arrested. It's like a big deal. When Vito goes to the five families, and this is me kind of more just going off the cuff. All I had in my notes was up till this point where uh, she kills kills her husband and gets arrested, but kind of following this train of thought and thinking about the rest of the movie, Vito's probably at this point already gotten his daughter out because he's got a lot of these political contacts and the five families are pissed. Like, oh, you can use it for your own family, your own personal business, but or your only your own personal stuff, but you can't use it for business to help out all of us. And his hands are tied. So yeah, that's another reason for him to like have to agree to the deal because everyone's uh, hemming and hawing, as it were. And then at the end of the movie, after the baptism scene, I think what it would look like instead of you killed my husband, you killed my husband, with Kay being in the middle. Instead of that, I feel like a better way, if we have Carlo dead, is if she was asking, let me join the family, let me work in the family business. And Michael's like, what are you talking about? I'm not letting you in the family business. Sonny's dead. Fredo's a dipshit. I already fired Tom Hagen. Why would I keep you in? And she's like, please, I'm desperate. I murdered my husband already. No one will hire me. I'm a single mom. How am I supposed to get by in the world? And Kay's like, wait, give her a job in the family, but you're going legal now. What? And that's kind of, and then the movie goes on as normal. I don't know. What do you think? I think it'd be better if she's like unsteady hand Mm -hmm. and you see him rushing towards her. And then after a bit of silence, you hear the bang. Mm -hmm. And then it cuts to like the phone ringing and you're like, oh no. And then it's her saying, I killed him. That way it's like, you know, okay, yeah, yeah. And then Sonny, instead of like going to kill Carlo himself, it's I'm going to go help my sister get rid of the body. Oh, no, 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 no. I think it was like she was already beating him. She calls him to come over and this death still happens. Uh-huh. That's what you were saying. Yeah. But then it's after the first call and then, yeah. Yeah. I think that kind of fits. Okay. Yeah, yeah. Because yeah. I thought that's what you said. Yeah, that, yeah. That, that is what I said. Okay, then yeah. What do you think, Ed? But if Connie shoots Carlo then, Sonny dies after that. Mm-hmm. He was on his way to help her. Yeah. And then she got the nerve to shoot him after he said, don't move, I'll be on my way. Oh. So, and I don't oh, think she oh, was so, expecting so like the, to shoot him. I think it was the same thing with the knife where she was using that just as like, to just to feel safe, to get out of yeah. the situation, to get to her brother. So, so like the whole, the whole like Carlo working with the, I forget the names, Marzani's or something like that. Yeah, the Barzini's. Barzini's or whatever. So I mean, that whole can... that whole thing just like is closed right there. Yeah. Like they both die right then and there. Because that's why Sonny Michael kills Carlo. Carlo at the end because he worked with the Barzinis and he got Sonny killed. I mean, you can replace that bit at the end where... Uh, yeah, I heard that part where too. It's... Well, no, no, no. I'm saying like not just like Connie's asking for that, but like when Michael is talking with Carlo, instead of having that be Carlo... Have it be Barzini. Maybe he wasn't killed at the baptism. Maybe he was, I don't know, like have a, 
I mean, who else would have known? One of, one of Barsini's children. Could it be a Could it have been Fredo? I don't know. I'm just thinking out loud. Just mm. a, a, a twist that That's, it was that... a Corleone themselves who wanted power, maybe. Well, in in my mind, what would kind of happen? It's like, oh, they're. Uh, Michael says, like, oh, I'm going to my my godson's baptism. I'm going to be godfather. Uh, but while I'm away here, I have this beautiful vacation home out in fucking Long Island. I don't know New York area very well. So he's in New, uh, he's in Long Island. He's by pretty much by himself. He's being guarded by the uh, Carleone's men. And then they have pretty much the same cup conversation that michael has with uh carlo where he's like okay was it you or the other guy who hired uh carlo to kill my brother and he's like oh it was me and then kill him he kills barzini then yeah okay all right that works i like it justice for connie but why would yeah, the, the only thing is, like, why would Barzini even agree to this? Because because Barzini already wanted that meeting, remember? He wanted the meeting to kill Michael. Oh, that's right. That's right. He wanted the meeting, but Michael killed him at the steps. At the baptism, yeah. Well, he had him killed at the baptism, right? Yeah, no, During had, the he baptism, had, he was getting yeah. out of the courtroom or something like that. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Right. Yeah, no, that works. That's good. I like it. Thank you. You want me to go next, Ed? So it's kind of like Michael agrees to the meeting, but instead of Barzini killing him, Michael kills him. I feel like it's kind of like almost that uh, the same happenings as that first time when Mar- when Michael killed uh, Celeso and McClutsky. 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 McClinsky, I think. It's McClinsky. I'm not sure. Thank you. Yeah. Yeah. Hmm. Chicken I mean, I, if, if it was if it was kind of the same kind of like, you know, I that would be cool because when he when he first kills Salazo and the cop, like you can tell he's super tense, and then when he does it again, he's much more like less tense, much more sure of himself when he mm-hmm. does it the second time. That'd be kind yeah. of cool, actually. And it'd also be interesting because. Uh... Technically, within the mob world, the, the boss isn't supposed to do anything. The Don, they don't do it. Yeah. They tell other people to do it. That's how they stay clean. So it's just yeah, kind of like, oh, that he's would not be, playing by mob that, rules. Yeah, that would be, once I, once we watch Godfather 2, we'll, we'll see if that would fit very well. If Michael does stuff in Godfather 2, I don't know. I'm not sure if he does. I still need to see Godfather 2 and 3. Me neither. We all do. We, we're not, I'm not going to watch 3. I'm just three, not going to do that. I'm going to watch the coda. I'm curious. Supposedly the coda fixes it. So What if we watch three and we shit talk it the entire time? Okay, yeah, that's actually, yeah. I forgot. The, well, yeah. I'll oh, only watch it if we're doing it for this podcast. <laughs> I don't think I want to do another Godfather for the podcast. Yeah, we'll figure it out. We'll figure it we'll out. We'll see. But yeah, I like that. I still like how the movie did it. Like I said, the movie's really good. I just think it would make it better. Perhaps. They're just opinions. And I'm right. <laughs> I want to say something, but I won't. All right. What I liked that what I liked about this movie. Ruthie touched on it. The tension building. The I love I the, the build up to the literal climax of the movie that happens at literally the halfway point through the movie. Where Michael kills Salaso and Klinsky or whatever his name is. 
the build up to it is like 10 minutes or more or 15 20 minutes because they start talking about the plan about the meeting and they they, they figure out what they're going to do like they're going to have somebody plant gun for him theirs because they're going to frisk him and they're going to uh how to get away like uh uh what's his face t- tells michael like two shots in the head don't take any risks stuff like that dropped the gun right away a million told him that a million times and all of that leading up to the the scene and i love how the scene Salazzo is speaking to him in italian and there's no subtitles because it doesn't matter to michael what he's saying if you noticed there's no I, subtitles I I mean, I noticed the not, not the no, no I, I, I can't I, speak Italian. I kind of got some of that. Yeah, I was able to understand like every third word. Oh no, 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 no. Yeah, I mean, more just I mean, like Italian, the... Italian and Spanish is similar, so I, I could understand the gist of what he was saying. Mm-hmm. But yeah, I just love how there were no subtitles because, like, uh, we're privileged to kind of understand what he's saying. But people who don't speak Spanish or Italian, they're like, "What? What? Why are there no subtitles?" And the reason is because it doesn't matter what he's saying. It literally does not matter what Slazo is saying. And it doesn't matter to Michael. You can tell from his demeanor and what he's looking at. He's not making eye contact. He's just working through his mind that I'm going to kill these two people very soon. And I, I, that moment. Oh, sorry. I, I just I just love that. I, I love that little detail of no subtitles. I don't know if that's how it was when it first released in theaters, but that's how it was where we watched it and there were subtitles other times where people were speaking Italian. So I'm assuming it's intentional. I watched this movie with like normal. So I always watch movies with normal subtitles. Um, <laughs> people, people people watch a lot more things with subtitles now because of Netflix. Yeah. Well, I, I just, I used to do it cause my dad used to do it. And then also it kind of helped me focus at times and just mm-hmm. also like, yeah, you pick up like if, if I can't hear things well, it helps. Yes. Um, watching movies like Tana. Anyways. Anyway, but um, <laughs> even in that scene, even in those scenes, that scene, there was no subtitles. Yeah, it was like speaks Italian. I don't think there was even that. Yeah, I don't think so either. It was just no, no. In the in the movie, like normal subtitles, it just says speaks it speaks Italian, or, or when you put closed captions on. Mm-hmm. But the 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 subtitles that are like uh, burned into the movie, they're they're not there. There's no yeah. subtitles, and I love that. Yeah doesn't matter what he's saying and and then michael gets the gun and and i, I like how it takes him a little bit to find it and grab it you're like oh sh- did he not plant the gun did, that, did, that's did, what i was gonna say yeah, yeah. like the, the tension of like oh shit like i've seen the movie tw- i've seen that part like twice and it's like oh shit did they put the gun i know they put the gun but did they put the gun yeah, yeah. and then he just pulls the gun out and it's all fine and then just like the the fading of of Salaso talking to him in italian and then the train passes over. It's just so good. It was that that entire good... scene was so, so good. It was also smart because, like, it also shows how smart he is because they didn't mention anything about train. He knew the best time to shoot was during the train because it cover up all the sound and there'd be less. At least, at least outside of the outside of the restaurant. Exactly, exactly. So, like, it was a. Yeah. Ve- it kind of shows early on how smart Michael is. I. I yeah it could it could be perceived that way i perceived it as just like there's a lot of stimuli and he's just like freaking out 
<laughs> I don't know. But well, and I also I also like how he doesn't follow the rules. He doesn't follow the rules that were repeated to him all the time. He doesn't do two shots in the head to either of them. He doesn't uh, drop the gun right away. And he does look at people. He shoots McCluskey twice. Yeah, no, he shot. He Neck shot Saleso once, but he yes. got he got uh, yes, McCluskey twice. Twice, but only because he shot him in the neck the first time. And then he shot him in the head. Yeah, no, it was the neck. He was choking on his blood. Right. blood. It was it was pretty intense. Yeah. Also, and- I want to say this. The death scenes in that movie were just not good. <laughs> that's that's but, a like, product of the time. Let me finish. The cops was really good. Like the choking out noises, the like that was perfect. Yeah. And but like also I'm not sure it was a product of the, of the time, but I'm not going to go over that with you. But like I'm sassy today. But like <laughs> I I don't know. I just think that was a good death scene. Yeah, it was. I agree. And, like, the gun, the revolver looked like a small revolver. It was maybe a small caliber bullet. And what can happen if you have a small caliber bullet is when you shoot someone in the, in the skull, it's going to hit the skull, break, go in, and then it it might have lost a lot of velocity and it could get lodged in their brain Oof. and not come out the end. And that, that could make sense why he's still kind of, like, sitting up when he gets shot in the head because he's not instantly dead. Yeah. Like, and yeah, very good scene. Very good scene. And what else did I like? I like the wedding scene in the beginning. It's a very good setup for the entire family and Vito and Michael even. Hey, sit. wait, 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 wait for your turn. <laughs> All right. <laughs> like, I like the wedding scene just because of, of the setup of, of the Corleone family. And you, you get you get a sense of who who Tom is, the, the lawyer. You get a sense of Michael and Kay. You get a sense of Vito. You get the and Sunny and Fredo and Sunny and Fredo, really Fredo and all of them. You get all of them. And then you, you get the I made him I'll make him offer you can't refuse scene, which is iconic. I'll be honest, I forget Fredo exists every time I watch the movie. Yeah. Every he probably Fredo's, 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 yeah, Fredo plays a bigger part in the second half of the movie. But even well, then... I'm, I'm thinking still, more... Like, he plays a bigger part, but it's still really small. Like, yeah, I think he's, he comes he's still in kinda, two or three. Yeah, he's very sidelined. Side it's fine, it's just kind of funny part. to me. But it, it, it makes sense because you have, you have Vito, Michael, and uh, Sonny to focus on more. So, and Kay, I mean, not so much Kay, but still, I like it because of the setup and you get a sense of who, who Don Corleone is. You get a sense of who Michael is at that time. He says, it's, it's not me. That's my family. And you get a sense of Sonny and the hothead. And I liked the Sicily thing. I liked it. Not at first, not during it. But after the fact, it made a lot of sense. Like like you said, Ruthie, like no matter where I go, the mob's still going to find a way to hurt people. And I think it builds a little bit of that hardness and ruthlessness that Michael needs to be the next Dawn, like losing uh, Apollonia. What's her name? Apollonia. Apollonia. Yeah. It, it, it gives him that, that grit he needs to be the next godfather. 
Shut up, you dude. Pro- you just proved Ruthie right. The- Ruthie's whole thing about how they treat women characters right. Not your fault. It's just funny to me. <laughs> I know. Like, not, I know. I mean, I said the same thing. Like, I can barely remember her name. The only reason I remember it is because it's so fresh in my mind. For yeah. longest time, I only called her Maria. Yeah, but I, I remember her. I-, I I just like Apollonia. Apollonia. It's one of those two. That's what I was confused about. Those L or N first. But yeah, you you did. Pro- I did prove Ruthie wrong right there. She's not very important. At least her character isn't. Her death is. <laughs> that's that's what it is. Her death is important. Um. And yeah, like like I was saying, it builds that ruthlessness he needs, and it also gives him a little bit of revenge motivation to kill the family, with probably the best scene in the movie, the baptism scene, where he's lying through his teeth to the father saying he renounces satan and all that stuff while his henchmen are killing the heads of the five families in okay fashion <laughs> at least they're just just with the baptism going on being cut throughout and the voiceover of the father speaking in latin and or speaking and michael saying i do and stuff like that it's it's masterfully crafted there's also like the symbolic nature of it because like baptism being rebirth and it's like michael's rebirth is oh filled with blood how the fuck did i not catch that (laughs) because you're that what's funny is i got that because we watched minority report last time and you were talking about like there's got to be a baptism uh, analogy in there somewhere fucking oh god I'm losing it. <laughs> <laughs> you just broke him. Right what? But yeah, this, this is I, me overacting. I, this is why. I, how did I not I catch think, that? I think I think that's a thing people mention in in like threads for this movie that the baptism scene is also a baptism for Michael. He's being baptized, rebirthed into the new Godfather. Mm-hmm. And yeah, it's built on blood. And I, I, I also, I also love the confrontation of Carlo. I, I, I think like yes, Ruthie, your version could work, but I, 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 yeah, I don't, I don't know. I prefer the Carlo thing. I prefer Carlo being alive and Carlo confessing himself that yes, it was the Barzini's who approached me, and then just letting. Uh, whatever his face kill him i also liked how uh the original muscle the one that works for vito luca 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 he goes to salazzo and uh the tagalias uh yeah, yeah. The, the 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 g is silent yeah the 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 tl name that one like the head of the family and he's talking to them and his job is just to kind of like become a mole and learn and then they just kill him and i think that sets a very good like it makes you hate the 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 talagia family or whatever talia and it makes you hate salazzo a lot fun fact i didn't i caught this on my second viewing during that scene Luca's wearing a hat and he's covering a lot of shadows, right? Like you don't see his face very much. It's shown like he's a mole, he's going undercover, right? Yeah. 
But as soon as they cho start choking him, because they know he, he is and everything's exposed, his hat's off and it's a very bright light on his face to show like, oh, he's been uncovered. Mm. Yeah, I've but... fully lost my mojo. Anyway. <laughs> yeah. But yeah, I, I like that scene because it just sets that like, Salazzo did not like getting being turned down by Vito. And, and especially because he knows Vito had the money to finance him. Because Vito made it kind of clear that he was, that he could easily finance a million dollars to him. Yeah. And I, I love I love Vito's way of being the godfather. He's very political and he's not a monster. He's not actually a monster. Oh, yes, he, he does evil things, but... No, I see what you're saying. He doesn't, I, I, I he doesn't you, I really you. order people to kill people. I mean... Not really. He never did lay a hit. Actually, no, his whole thing was... I, no, he doesn't really try and kill people. I've noticed. No, he's right. Yeah. yeah. Also, He literally it, says, we're not murderers. Like, yeah. people say we are. Yeah, it's interesting to me, because, like, he arguably was the only one who had a good death. He was having fun with his grandson. Yeah. With Of the, of the son he thought he'd never see again. And then... Uh, Heart attack. His poor grandson, though. He's gonna need therapy. <laughs> yeah. I mean, he's, yeah. he's three at the time. <laughs> Will he remember? I, no, I remember there, some... there can be there can be some just no. There's some stuff, stuff I remember from when I was three. Yeah. But um. Yeah, I yeah, think no. I have some of those memories too. Yeah, but yeah, no, it was. It's a weird thing, cause like he's he in a sense he is a mobster. He's a monster in a sense, right? Like he's done well, a lot he, of terrible he, things. Well, he he's a mobster, but in, like the mob, it says that his his business is just casinos. No, he also does prostitution. But and he talked gambling. about he, he talked gambling, about that. Just, yeah, yeah, it's gambling, alcohol. gambling casinos, alcohol. But he doesn't, he doesn't. He mentioned prostitution is a thing that the mob in general does, but not something specifically he did. Yeah. They and mostly he, did gambling, and he, and he has like. he has morals. He doesn't want to get into narcotics because the people the the like well not morals but like he doesn't want to get into narcotics because the the political people he has in his pocket will not support him if he does. But yeah, I I, I, he, I like yeah, how he, he, he seeks peace. He doesn't want war. While Michael and Sonny want war, and Michael ends it yeah but Michael, instead of instead of seeking peace just says there can only be one big fish one hot shot Vito helps michael take over i mean michael wanted peace he kind of just picked the nuclear option too yeah Fair enough is there anything you'd change things i disliked okay <laughs> right things i would change <laughs> just kidding just kidding just kidding uh things i dislike that I picked this movie. <laughs> it's hard. It's so hard because like, like I watched the second half saying it's the weaker part recently, like <laughs> just before recording. And I like it more now. So that's, that's kind of hard. I'd say the only thing I actually dislike is a little bit of the Sicily thing. Yeah. It, it felt it felt right, but, but like, I don't know. It wasn't, it wasn't the part about Michael marrying 
Apollonia. <laughs> Apollonia. It wasn't that part that I disliked. It's just like, because, you know, he doesn't know if he's ever going to come back. He's like, just building a family, trying to build a family in Italy, leaving the model life behind. But I don't know. It's kind of needed a little bit because you, you need Michael. Like Michael, when he left, he was still like when he did the hit. He was still like super nervous at the time. He needed, like I said, the grit for all of that. I don't know. It's really hard to pick things I dislike because everything I think of that I dislike, I think about how it impacts the story and I like it more as a result. That's it. Uh, yeah, I, I wish, I wish, yes, I wish the female characters had a bigger part in the story for sure. Justice for Connie. But, yeah, justice for Connie and Kay and Mama Corleone. Um, but fuck Apollonia, am I right? Fuck Apollonia. Michael sure did. Apollonia, yeah. Oh, yeah, I totally. Um, <laughs> what was the point of the wedding night scene? Yeah, that was... Like, this is, a, this is not something I wrote. This is just something that bothers me every time I've seen this movie. You know what was is... the point? You know what was the point, Hector? Boobies? Boobies? Yeah, titties. Titties. I don't think you have, you see any other titties in this movie. You don't. No. Yeah. Titties. I would have remembered. No, that's I. <laughs> I would have remembered. But like that's the thing I notice in a lot of movies. There's a lot of titties scenes that really don't have a point except for titties and uh to show that they're gonna fuck. The nips have a point. <laughs> what? <laughs> nips like pointy nips. Okay. <laughs> I don't know. Yeah, like I don't I don't think there's a big reason for it other than, you know, Michael getting laid. But again, it's like a 15 second scene. It was longer than 15 seconds. It was seconds. longer than 15 seconds. I mean, the scene is him like at the window and he walks over and then she takes it off and they kiss and then No, cuz like he, I don't know, there was something about it. Maybe it was just like my not liking sex scenes, but like he strode over to her very slowly. He took the clothes off her very slowly. There was the slow pan to Booba. It was just very slow. Also, like, did she look scared? You would, you would very much dislike uh, the before trilogy, the, especially the last one before midnight. If you yeah, don't like that movie I'll, scene, I, probably I'll take your word for it. Before trilogy is, I think, something we should do. By the oh, way, no. all three movies. Okay. Oh, the, the, rom- the romance drama drama but it, it does it does have to do with romance the first one is very s- are you gonna make me watch a sad movie oh sad it's i got mixed feelings watching the trilogy okay the first one is very romance very happy it's a little like bittersweet at the end second one is not big on the romance very big on the drama and it made me mad <laughs> and the third one is just woo. like the third one's just oh, intense so it goes glad mad sad last one isn't really sad it's just very it's like it's like when you were little and you're watching your parents have a really big argument i don't know it's just like could- it's just like watching people argue is okay third movie if we're That's gonna do that could we have maybe some guests for this is this an idea like each movie we have a guest sure i was thinking of just have 
all three in one podcast. That would be so long. Yeah, that would be long. Okay, whatever. Anyways, back to the matter at hand. Edit that out. Uh, where was I going? Oh, yeah. Things I dislike. Uh, I guess, yeah, the boobie scene didn't really need to be there. I mean, the boobies didn't need to be there. The scene is could stay. I have no issue with it. Yeah, my dislikes. Nothing, pretty much. Close to nothing. Just the Sicily thing. That's the only thing that really impacted me. Okay, um... Now that I think about it, uh, after Michael shoots the two dudes, there's like this transition thing of like the newspapers flying on the screen. Like uh, it kind of reminded me of like the the cheesy like early superhero things where it's like Da-da-da-da! yeah, and the, the, like it has the same thing where it's newspapers spinning and getting closer to the frame, and I'm like, mm-hmm. yeah, there could have been better ways to do that through uh maybe not straight exposition but like the only big thing that happened is that there's a war going on they're all in hiding you could just show them all in hiding have no newspapers and then just have Vito coming home in the ambulance like you don't need to you don't need to show the newspaper before Vito goes back home or what if instead of it being like the newspaper spinny it's like the phone call on the other end, the the dirty reporters, like they get the phone call and they're like, "Oh, yeah? I know," but yeah? that's just like straight exposition, though. Yeah, it's the same issue. No, I, I see what you're saying. It's the same issue it has, and I kind of agree. I mean, yeah. it's it's it it's kind, it would be kind of hard to just show instead of tell for the like that kind of stuff. But like, yeah, like they mention, like even even the lawyer mentions, like with our with our connections, the papers. We got McCluskey fixed into the drug, uh, whatever. And the newspapers show that. So you can just mm-hmm. cut that whole thing out. The only thing the newspapers show that isn't explicitly said is that there's a war going on. But they mention Michael shooting these two causes an all-out war. And you can just show them in hiding and people, hopefully they're smart enough to figure out, oh, they're hiding because they don't want to be involved in the war that's going on. Honestly, the movie has so much more subtle shit that people have already figured out mm-hmm. that yeah. that fly. I, I with that that can fly. Yeah, I mean, I I let it fly too. It works, but that's the only thing I would change. Just keep it consistent throughout the film of like low exposition, a lot of show, very subtle things about that. But yeah, that would be my change. That's my only real dislike <laughs> acting is top notch for 70s marlon brando is a god among men uh do you think his Al shoulders Pacino's hurt from really carrying good? that do you think his shoulders hurt from carrying that entire movie <laughs> like not to shit on the other actors like they help no yeah they like marlon marlon's acting in that is on a on a league of an on a, of its own no, yeah, no, it's a master class. Yeah. Like yeah. I when when Vito was in the hospital, I couldn't wait for him to get out of the hospital. <laughs> <laughs> and boy, when he gets out of the hospital. And yeah. I also like the another thing I like is it's like the fall of Michael kind of thing that Vito never wanted Michael to be involved in the family. I don't know why, but he just didn't. Maybe because he's a he went to the war. He's the only one that fought in World War II. Or something like that. I don't know. Mm-hmm. 
but he does he, at first he doesn't want Michael and then he kind of makes Michael the head of the family because it was supposed to be Sonny and let's be honest Fredo's kind of dull <laughs> yeah but yeah that's not really part of the family who Tom the, the oh Tom, Tom yeah the lawyer isn't part of the family I, I he got done and dirty by Michael. He got done yeah, and dirty by Michael. Yeah. I was hoping he'd come back at the end now as a peacetime. Yeah. Conciliar. Yeah. thank you. Um, I'm yeah. I don't know. I was hoping for that at the end, but no, nah, I was point that. He always had like he was a very good conciliar to Vito. Mm-hmm. Like very good, always, always with good opinions on everything. Mm-hmm. Oh, but by the way, what did you think of uh the screaming of the dude after the horse head is in his bed? Oh, well, yeah, that was good. That's good. <laughs> yeah, it, it's it's different from like screaming you would hear nowadays in movies, but it works. No, it, it's it's very I've... good. It's very good. It's just different. It's yeah, yeah, yeah. Trip. No, it's realistic. Yeah. <sighs> I know I've screamed like that. Before. Oh, by the way, do you do you know do you know what he meant by the horse going to be a stud? Yeah. Yeah, he was gonna breed it to get more. Yeah, he's just he gonna, gonna get gonna laid. It's it's life is getting laid. <laughs> Must resist the urge. <laughs> Must resist the urge. I'll say it's it. Too Nobody easy. Cares. Nobody cares. Nobody cares. Nobody cares. Nobody cares. Say it. Say it out loud. Say it. Say it. The dream. <laughs> <laughs> okay. Um. Have you guys ever seen Twilight? The first Bruh. one? Bruh. Bruh. I've seen Cosmonaut make fun of it. Say it out loud. What am I? Say it. <laughs> that that scene was so <laughs> fucking funny. I loved it. The way she says it. The way she says it. Also, the way she says it. Vampire. <laughs> no, it's more like you're Batman. I don't know, because he is now. I'm Batman. Oh, he, Batman. he is. Holy shit. Okay, so like, what is what? That's what I do with the Godfather. Honestly, it's near perfect. Not just being a cinephile. Not a lot. I would, I would change. Honestly. Shots were oh by the way to get into my cinematography thing shots. Were... <laughs> I actually lighting don't... was good also. Light, I think lighting was the best part of this movie. No lighting was really good. Mm-hmm. I don't like some of the cinematography stuff, and I will talk about it. And I'm very okay. curious. It's funny. It feels like we're all kind of switching today because mm-hmm. you took my themes. I don't. I took a bit of Ed's cinematography, and then oh Ed just kind of touched on stuff. He 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 just picked on. Some stuff that he did. I don't know. It's just weird. We're all kind of switching. Also, no, I'm making jokes too, which is not as usual. Sorry. No, it's fine. Woo. Woo. <laughs> okay. So, The Godfather. The acting is really good. Like I said, Marlon Brando, as good as everyone else was, he kind of carried that movie. Tyler Majors, I don't want to say two or three, is because he's not in them. I know. What's the point? Um, no one's talked about the music. Oh my gosh, the music! Uh, there we go. Right? I was wondering, like, how, how, 
how is this music not iconic? It is iconic. It really the fuck is. Are you well, like, about? It's, it's just or like I don't I don't see it trying to be emulated really in anything or like who can beat it? It's it's and it's not like it's not like uh like um, it's 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 the music is not like something you would recognize right away. Is my point? No. Or at least it's not. It's not like I'm, I'm comparing it to like Imperial March. You hear it, you know what it is. This music, you hear it, and at least for me, I I would I wouldn't recognize it right away. Maybe because I've only seen The Godfather twice, but it's it's so. It's like. I recognized the music before I even heard the solid movie because I it's just so culturally inclined mm-hmm. to me. Um, I know, but like it's like it's like freaking. It's like interstellar. In a way, let me explain. In a way that like it it really fits the feeling of the scene. It, it it's just a compliment to the scene. It's not trying to make you feel anything. It just complements what's already happening in the scene. Uh, interstellar does kind of make you feel a certain way for certain scenes, but this is not and it's always very soft in the background kind of thing or, or that's just how the music is but the, I, I remember very vividly uh near the end there's just like as or in the final scene where they're loading the truck there's a the slow trumpet of this like mellow tune and i just think it fits that whole the, the lead up to that thing of just like michael's moving out he's becoming the new godfather and it's just this this kind of sad feeling of this monster taking over now the music is top quality i don't know why it isn't like i I, i'm sure i could play this music to people around the street and they wouldn't recognize it but i play imperial march and they'd recognize it right away well not even just the music even the silence is deafening like yeah uh the the use of sound yes especially especially Mm -hmm. like the like i talked about when the train scene the train, the train, and and the muffled talking, it muffles down, and then the train is just blaringly loud. The use of sound, yeah, everything about this movie is so good. Yeah. Anyways, Hector, back to you. <laughs> yeah, uh, you said everything I wanted to say. Um, Sorry. I thought the no, it's fine. The uh, Italy locations are really beautiful. Like I'm, I'm gonna cut down on a lot of this movie for having some. Kind of not filler. I, I know it's trying to world build and just show and just let you live the life, but there's times where it felt too much. Italy, that's why I was looking at Eduardo a face when he mentioned he loved the wedding scene because I thought it was a bit much. <laughs> I'll get to that. But I didn't love the wedding scene. of. I like the, the wedding scene in the beginning, not the Sicily one. No, that's what I'm talking about. The beginning. Oh, okay. Sorry, I should have, I forgot there's two attempts. Um, the wedding scene in the beginning, I think, is a bit much, but I do enjoy, and I do enjoy parts, but I thought it was a bit much. Italy, I don't know why, but the scenery and the shots, it's just like, it's beautiful. I want to go, I hope they go to It's on location. I think, oh, it, I figured, I was going to ask, I'm not sure if it was filmed, but if it was, yeah, it's beautiful. I want to go. Also, this is not as much of a like as a question, and I know it's going to lead to a tangent, so we can talk, we have to talk about this, but. And this could be me looking at this through modern lens, big cultural conversations about stuff. Mm-hmm. Does this film kind of deal with toxic masculinity? Oh, absolutely. But on purpose. Why are you crying like that, like a woman? 
exactly like that like that like yeah women women and children can be careless men men cannot like is it yeah and then and then like is this slaps up johnny fontaine for crying exactly is this movie praising it or is it not and i'm not sure if it's vaguer i again because like in my lens in my cultural lens it's saying it you know it's like yeah look at him like he's not perfect but like Vito's not perfect. He's messing up and being kind of stupid here. Because mm-hmm. even he cries when you his gotta, wife, you, when his son you, dies. I mean, yeah, but that's a reasonable thing. In in back back in those days, exactly, exactly. Like, but like this movie was filmed in the but again, seventies. Was, was filmed in the seventies. So how is it? Again, but it I takes wasn't place in the fifties. Yeah, it, I get it's a that. Product of the times. I get that. So I'm not saying is this movie criticizing that kind of stuff or is it encouraging it? I just don't know. It's, it's, in my opinion, it's neither. In my opinion, it's not, it doesn't have a big thing on that. There's just that one scene, I guess, kind of, that's really obvious. Well, there's more, but I'm just saying that that's just how it was back in the 50s or so, like that. That's just how culturally it was. Men don't cry unless it's a reasonable thing, like a son dying. Yeah. Yeah. And like, keep in mind, like, and I guess if anyone's listening, I was like, oh, I might, I didn't grow again. This is again, I'm just asking how I know because, like, my when I grew up, my dad would cry at a bunch of stuff. He's not gonna listen to this podcast, I can say it's whatever. <laughs> he he <laughs> cried at a lot of movies, like, I'm pretty sure he cried at bits of Tarzan. I mean, it's Tarzan, no, I know, but like. I mean, I tear up it up. It's fine. I'm not judging. It's just, it's just interesting to me because like, I grew mm-hmm. up like you know, crying's fine for the most like other than a few situations here and there. Mm-hmm. It's yeah. fine. So like, I'm was... just wondering. In my, from how I'm kind of looking at it, I agree with Ed where it's just kind of like this is how it was. But I think looking at it and like talking about toxic masculinity, it's like that idea of like good art makes you think exactly like once you have that out in the world it's something that can be talked about it's something that can be critiqued you can apply any lens to it yes 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 and that's what i'm wondering the author i'm asking if the if the writers i don't, know. I don't think this... it has the intent yes i'm wondering if it was the intent thank you okay yes. i just wanted to get that out of the way that, that that's my point of view too uh, there was no intent in it that's just how people acted back in the day and it just uh, so happens it's in the movie yeah just something else yeah curious about like it, to me it doesn't feel like the movie uh is kind of venerating it either like look at these manly men they they smack each other around because they can't cry it's just kind of like it's almost like brushed over it's something yeah. that's quick it's just something that's a part of the life yeah life. i get that i i feel that too i just want to make sure i i just didn't know what to think of that and i want to get your guys' thoughts so yeah. thank you um I know I have more likes. I, again, I kind of like didn't. I just kind of want to get into like. I was kind of more focused on trying to find something to reshoot <laughs> than to <laughs> really talk about the movie. It's fine. <laughs> so I kind of mixed my dislikes and fixes, kind of like it back in the old days. Um, this is a one, but there was some weird racial stuff. And I get it's accurate, but like some There's- of it felt like. Like, I get it. You're trying to emulate the early 40s and 50s. But this was also shot in the 70s. Some of this shit does not fly. One big end bomb. The big end bomb. The big end bomb's one. They mention... I'm going to lower this down because I don't want the neighbors hearing the wrong idea of me. <laughs> they mention a... 
like a, he's like when we're talking about like getting some politics stuff going around they said oh we can go to a jew congressman or something you know like <laughs> oh and let's not forget uh there's the one scene where we are to the end bomb well there's not the end bomb but the other one oh the oh the slur this latino slur yeah yeah yeah, yeah, yeah. that was fun uh, see i've watched some romero movies movie, and latino the bad guys slur? there's at uh, one point they say the uh sp yeah that one the s one also like fun fact in romero movies you know someone's evil when they say that word oh like he uses that every time to get the word like you puerto rican i'm like okay he's definitely the bad guy and he gets shot and it's like a vent- like it's a stupid trope but he does it so <laughs> I- i've seen enough romero films for class um anyway so that stuff i think i just cut it i don't know if i cut out i, I would cut them out i would come out you can you can say the non-offensive n-word i'm not gonna say it just in case but <laughs> you can say that one you can just say a congressman why a jew congressman you don't have to specify that kind of shit it's just also this takes place during world war ii uh, right after right after world war ii so i'm wondering like is this like hey that's how it was in the 50s <laughs> i know it was but like you don't have to be that at, just because it just because you literally drop an m-bomb accurate doesn't make it okay like there's a time to place like look okay i haven't seen django unchained but i do know that like leo dicaprio says the n-word and i get and there's context that made it a lot these, the context makes it make sense and it makes it there's a reason it's not canceled it's because there's context with this movie it just does not seem to warrant enough to have the context be important and allowed you know it kind of sticks out in the scenes where it's in there where yeah just like because the rest of the movie is not racial so it's just yeah like that that's that's why i remember the end bomb because i'm just like what the heck yeah this came out of nowhere yeah and like i have some jewish friends so the anti that weird thing that might be anti-semitic just feels so weird and out there like why and like what and then the the s one's just fun the 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 latinos the spanish slurs just just funny to me i funny you know, to us. Like, yeah it's so funny it's like oh cool <laughs> representation <laughs> it's like really said women <laughs> oh, fuck give me a minute uh, <laughs> <laughs> women are basically meat or damsels in this movie the only one that i did i caught and ruthie surprised i caught this one because she didn't catch this one was the nurse who helps bring Vito to the other room she is telling michael who she knows who he is like get out of this room i kicked every we had to kick everyone out because it was getting too much trouble and he's like you're helping me move or else he's gonna die and she's like oh okay but like she oh, actually okay. stands the woman men the are coming to kill him name yeah the one without name is actually, the random nurse. The random nurse has more backbone than any named woman in this movie. Is kind of funny to me. So, this is the one I think Ed's gonna give me shit for. Some scenes are weirdly shot, or they take, they last a little longer than they should. So, like with the first wedding, right? There's part where everyone's just kind of singing and dancing together and it focuses on them for like 30 to 40 seconds to like a minute, right? And it's like, I like the old man is singing and he does nothing. And as far as I know, he's not like a member of the mafia or any of the five families. Mm-hmm. 
So it's just there. And again, it's just world building and showing how rich they are, but you can see them in the background. You see how big this place is. It doesn't have to, I don't know. I wasn't, I get it's there, but it's just when the movie's it's so much, long. Uh, I'll wait, I'll wait, I'll wait. <laughs> it's just when the movie, when the movie's so damn long, you can cut some did of it, it out. Did just it feel, cut. did it feel long? That scene, yes. Did the movie overall feel long? A little bit, but I do have ADD. So I not I might be looking through the, like it's maybe because I came out more critically this time, but like I was not expecting the pacing to be a thing. The pacing was not meant to be an issue. I did not look for this movie having a pacing issue. I just think there's some parts where it's like it feels a bit like I like letting things breathe and letting you know some stuff happen, mm-hmm. but it just felt like it overdid it a few times. So would you have switched it out where uh, the old man was like one of the heads of the five families? No, just don't have the old man singing. It's a cute moment, but it doesn't add anything. It doesn't enrich any characters. Again, it's, I'm fine with stuff happening. It's just, it felt like filler in a movie that does not need filler. Ed has something he wants to say about that. I don't think it's like world building or anything like that. I think it's just like, it's, yeah, it's it's more of showing how rich they are, but it's also like, shows their culture and that they're not all, all bad i guess because it's a it's it's a nice contrast of having this party and people singing and dancing and then Vito in the back and discussing like roughing up some dude and then like uh t- stuff like that like very shady stuff in the back and the lighting difference also like it's very bright okay. outside and that and very dark in the room when he's doing all this shady stuff. I think it's a nice contrast and you need that kind of break, in my opinion. All right, fair enough. You changed my mind. Okay, I'll take that one back. No, you can um, still have that opinion. That's just my opinion. No, 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 no. You completely no no no. I know I can't. It's just you completely won me over. Oh, okay, cool. <laughs> yeah, no, you completely won me over on that. Never mind. Um there's a weird one where another weird scene where Sonny walks up to the phone. It's about like where the meeting's going to be held at. He walks to the phone. It's like one shot. It's a wide shot. He walks to the phone, answers the phone, walks all the way back, and then he starts talking. And it just feels it's a one big wide, not wide wide, but it's like a nice long, wide shot where you get everyone. Yeah. And it just feels like, again, this movie is nearly three hours and I don't hate three hour movies. I like, you can ask Ruthie. I love long movies. We watched the Snyder cut. We watched the Snyder cut. I'm fine with movies. It just felt like a scene that felt a bit longer. And I don't think it had to, I felt like that little bit, just stuff like that happens throughout the film. That was like the more obvious one. Yeah. I I noticed that too, that he just like, he walks all the way to the phone, picks it up, like, yeah, yeah, hangs up, walks all the way back. He's like, it's going to be at Louis. Yeah, I yeah. Like, yeah. I, I, noticed, I noticed that, like, and it wasn't, like, a thing that I didn't like about it. I'm just like, oh, that's cool that they don't, that they they, they take their time with this shot. What I like was... it. Okay. I... Especially because, it like, it's, like, right before the big climax. Yeah. And that's just more of the tension building, in my opinion. I get this tension, but it's also part of me is just also like it could have been done like he goes there, he walks to the phone, it cuts to him going to the phone, they're all talking, but they're all looking over his shoulder, their shoulders, seeing what he's saying. Mm-hmm. And then and it's not like they don't do cuts, because like the scene where 
Vito dies, there's a lot of cuts between him, his grandson. Yeah. So yeah. like it can happen. It's just it it I don't know. I just did not like that one long shot because it just lasted. It I don't know. It just it could have been spliced up differently. I don't mind statics cuts or static take was it static Ed help me out here. Static shots, just like static shots. Thank you. Just not not like where it's just framed and the camera doesn't move. Yes, yes. I don't mind static shots at times, but it just it didn't feel like this warranted a static shot. That scene in particular was really weird. Now that I'm kind of thinking back on it, because the way that it's all set up on the frame, it doesn't look like a movie. If anything, it kind of looks like a play. Like it kind of switches. Yeah, back yeah exactly, exactly. But what's weird is uh, Sonny turning his back to the camera. That was kind of, that's kind of jarring because like that was the thing that's always been like hammered into my head being a theater kid. Same. It was like, don't turn your back to the audience. I never caught that actually, did I? Yeah. Yeah. You know, yeah, that's that's interesting because everyone else that's eating at the table, they're at least either sideways or facing the camera. Yeah, they're all kind of like, they're framed yeah. like in this kind of wide C. Yeah. Like, it, very yeah. theater. Again, it's just maybe that's also why I don't like it. C the letter, not the, not the C, the thing. Yeah, they're yeah, all yeah, just yeah. floating on the table. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, it's just, I just didn't like the shot. Um, also one point when Michael's walking up to the hospital, you know, he sees the guards that are supposed to be there and they're not there when he's to see his dad. And then he's walking towards running, like jogging towards his dad's room. And it's just one long, it's like the, it, the camera's overhead. It's walking, watching him. And then when he turns to the next room, the next hallway, the, there's another camera there and it just follows him. And then it goes to his, he's in front of his dad's door. And I was like, okay, they're gonna show this because they're gonna have to like carefully get around his dad. Like they're gonna have to remember the layout so that we can do it. No, because afterwards, once he's getting ready to help his dad, you know, yeah. be in front of the guard, like a fake guard, it just cuts to him going from the door. So I don't see why they couldn't just have it like he sees the guards not station being empty, he starts running, maybe the first hallway, and then it cuts to him like knocking on the like getting rid of the door. And we're like, oh no, what's mm-hmm. is it? Is he gone? Is is it? And then the door opens and the scene rest of the scene plays out yeah if anything having those additional like hallway scenes made the layout even more confusing like, uh, yeah, yeah uh, it, it's weird it's not yeah. something i'm I, I just didn't like it and do you have anything you want to add i have no issue with the shot but i don't really have anything to say to change your mind okay uh, no it's cool i, I just, just uh, to explain the running, he walks into a hospital and it's empty. <laughs> yes. And he's like, what the fuck is going on? And he knows his dad is there, so... I don't know. Oh, yeah, yeah. I didn't realize it was empty. The entire I mean, thing Yeah, I realized it, but I didn't realize, like, I don't know, I just thought the first hall was fine. The second hall was, like... Yeah, I, I can see why. I think it's just there to add more to just... Like... Okay sense of dread keep you yeah. thinking yeah i get what i knew that's what they're going for but it just like it felt it just felt like a bit long um here's the big change i wanted to try to make and this was more to, again 
I, this doesn't, and to me, I don't like what I did, not like I feel terrible or like I, this might go wrong, like the Joker one, <laughs> but it's just, it's just more like I wanted to have something to do with the podcast, you know, something to change. <laughs> and I couldn't, I, this I don't is think a stretch it was, is what you're saying. It's a stretch. I'm not, it's just, just something to talk about. So here's the big and only real change that I made the movie. The movie's just going to be the first half. Nothing? Ed? No, nothing. Yeah, I want to, so okay. How does that pan out with the rest of the trilogy? I don't think it does. Oh, you just have it be a stand a standalone. Mm-hmm. Oh, yeah. So my idea, and I changed some character stuff around. Okay. Just to, again, you know, I you know, just... I do have something. I do have something, because this is a thought that I actually didn't mention. The movie feels like two movies. Yes. It does. Yes. 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 I went. Ruth and I paused it to make dinner when we were watching it. We paused right after he left, and it felt like the perfect. Thing. And back then, movie didn't movies used to have intermissions and shit? Uh, not, yes. not in the 70s. They were kind of falling out of fashion. But Yeah, yeah. It, was, like, it was way back. Like when uh, the movie Joan of Arc, The Passion of Joan of Arc, when that came out, that that was like very common. And that was like in the 20s. Yeah, and something. I know Tarantino tried to bring it back for one of his movies. Oh, for Hateful Eight? Hateful Eight, thank uh, you. I, I saw those, the roadshow with the intermission in the middle. It worked. It worked? It worked? It worked, yeah, it was good. It wasn't... I would have probably not had an issue if it didn't have one, but yeah, it was okay. Okay, good to know. These movies are kind of split up into chapters like that. And then he built it in a way where that intermission was in a good place. Good to know. Okay, thank you. Um. So yeah, here's my idea because like you said it does feel like two movies and i did have that in mind when i came up with this thank you so tom takes a big part in the movie which is probably the most surprising thing ruthie's face is like what wait are you saying like in the current version or in your new version in my new version tom's a much bigger part in the movie okay so him and michael are really good friends they grew up together around the same age it feels like i think tom's a little bit older he's a little older but you know he's a not son you know maybe they grew up together Mm mm-hmm Maybe him, not him, him and Michael are really good friends. Tom is engaged and Michael's his best man. Maybe they say the one like, hey, like they see each other at the wedding all happy. Like, hey, how's my best man doing, right? They're close. They've grown up close. Um, so instead of injuring Vito, in the beginning at least, they take uh the name all those guys they take tom because he's a good he's a legal valuable legal asset and he has so much information uh they did take him i think it was just they took him but as a warning as a warning i feel like because like i because technically wasn't what's the name of the drug dealer uh salesa he was teaming up with the families he was was not technically a member Mm -hmm. he can do what he wants in a sense he's a free agent in that regard so with the backing, secretly with the backing of the other family, he takes Tom and he tries to like beat him up, persuade him, do whatever he can to get him to switch sides. Not working. But they know he's also valuable. 
So they're going to try and later on, they're going to try to, uh, to get, get the Corleones to give them what they want. So Michael's like, oh shit, they took Tom. So now he's going into the life to save his best friend. And since he's technically also not a member of the mob, he will do different dirty shit to find his friend. And Vito, maybe he isn't caught. You know, no one else is doing this, but, you know, they know the Corleones are involved somehow. And maybe what he does ends up like, exposing politicians and cops in the process, right? Like Michael's doing this to try and get mm-hmm. maybe, you know, because maybe the cops are and the politicians are help are playing both sides. So now, oh shit, now that they've been caught, this is all, you know, now Vito's also running out of money. So he's not happy that Michael is doing this, right? So Michael goes too far and Vito has to step in. So he arranges a meeting and on the way to the meeting, Vito gets shot. And they're like, oh shit, we have a better opportunity here. So the rest of the movie plays out the same. They get Michael, uh, they give Tom back, and then Michael does everything the same. And if you're thinking, Hector, did you accidentally make a parallel between in uh, Ghost of Tsushima between <laughs> Jin and Lord, Shimu, uh, and Lord Shimura? Yes, that was with Vito and Michael. That was a complete accident. Did you realize that just now? <laughs> no, I realized that as I was writing this down in the car, <laughs> waiting for my shift to start, sweating, because I don't want to turn on the air conditioning <laughs> after I had my lunch. And I was writing like a madman in a, in like a panicked state, like, I need something. So it was an accident but i i'm not gonna apologize for that um <laughs> i mean it's a good game honestly. it's a good game the story's the best part and the gameplay is fun but we're not making a video game podcast um I, i'd love to i would honestly love to i don't i don't play enough games i i don't play as much but like i have enough i'd love to join a video game podcast wink wink nudge nudge um if anyone wants to join have me as a guest i would love that you will talk for hours about all night oh good lord oh, ho, 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 ho. years People i can talk write for years about hollow Knight. give me hollow Knight and undertale i can write some like essays on uh what's another great 50 game? page essays oh no well hollow Knight. i could write maybe a 20 a couple like maybe 10 20 pages but <laughs> um anyways back to the movie yeah that's basically it that's basically it it, it just, just ends with michael leaving michael leaves <laughs> <laughs> don't mind me the ghost of <laughs> the ghost of sicily um oh. i accidentally made hey, they're both islands Oh shit, they are. Yeah. Um, the parallels continue. The parallels continue. I now I want to joke around about how deep this can go. Wait, isn't the Ghost of Sicily just Assassin's Creed two? That was uh, was it Sicily? It wasn't Sicily. It wasn't it was, Sicily. It was Italy. It was Italy. But yeah, he um, 
yeah, I accidentally made a parallel to Ghost of Tsushima, which I have not touched in months, so I'm surprised that was yeah. the thing that came to mind. You no, know, like honestly, I I like I like your thing of like, oh, the first half is one movie. I I still think you could make it two movies and just like just like take take a fucking sword and just cut it right down the middle and then you got yeah. yourself two movies. You can. You got yourself part that... one and part two, and then you don't need part two and part three. But Ed, is that explicitly because you want to keep that baptism scene? The, the baptism scene is probably one of the best sequences I've ever seen in any film ever. True. Not even Blade Runner 2049 has a sequence that good. Um, I, I have a movie. What? Spider-Verse, the, the Leap of Faith scene. Okay, yeah, that's a pretty That's good. a scene. It gives me the chills. I this get is the a, chills. This is... There's a... Okay, I have seen Spider-Verse, I think, four or five times, which Ruthie knows that's rare for me to watch a movie that many times. Every time, without fail, chills. Every time without fail. I don't know. Again, it's not for everyone. I just really I love just that the, movie. The baptism... I can't even call it a scene because it's not just one scene. It's a sequence. No, it's a scene. It's, a scene. it's exactly a scene. It just has a lot of cuts to other places. But I think it's it constitutes so, a scene. It is like, yeah, not even my favorite movies have a scene that good, in my opinion. But yeah, like, you know, that's a, that's something I would do. I probably wouldn't change the movie at all. I just take a nice scalpel and just cut it right before Vito comes home just down there right down the middle make two movies part one part two and then part three can be what in our world is part two and then you don't have the bad part three <laughs> how can you say part three is bad when you haven't even seen it i mean the director disowned it Fair. <laughs> everybody had its fans. It. that movie think one it still won an oscar though it did? or it was nominated i mean it was nominated but that might have been just because possibly like- nominated but like in the credits, the director, I don't know if it was Coppola, but whoever the director was, he used the the director pseudonym for when you drop your orphan baby off at the hospital. <laughs> oh, I did not know that. Okay. Yeah, no, uh, he disowned the film. Yeah, that's why I made the coda, which I heard again fixes everything. For the damaged coda. I think, <laughs> I love that song. I think I heard, I did some research for Godfather um it seems like part of the reason he made three was because i guess it was kind of like again like damaged coda rick and morty he didn't want people getting the wrong idea about being like these guys Mm. because i guess that might have been huh he didn't want to what he didn't want fans to get the wrong idea about being like these guys he didn't want the movie to get fight clubbed or rick and mortyed oh okay okay i see i see getting the wrong ideas and thinking the toxic people are people worth aspiring to be and it just didn't because i it also it tracks too because if you look at the different like that movie was made the the last one was made in the like the 90s oh yeah like michael's definitely older and (laughs) just from the picture he's definitely older so like i think it was meant to be like that al pacino all right. Yeah. That's everybody. Yeah. Grades. A plus. A. You still give it an A? It's a good movie. I just think it, it could be, there's a little, it could use a sprinkle of some feminism. Yeah. 
Um, I will probably give it a low A, just because, like, again, just some of the movie's pacing felt a bit weird. I have no issue with the not A minus, just a lower A. I have I have no issue with this movie. No, again, that's fine. That's up to you. Again, I respect that. I know you're into these, and I also like slower movies. Like, yeah, I've been enjoying the new cap like Marvel shows better than the movies just because they actually get to take their time and flush things out. So we got a listener request from a listener named Andrew. Thank you, Andrew. Thank you, Andrew. Thank you. And um, who wants to announce it? Yeah, do it. All right. Next movie we're looking at is... Kong versus Godzilla. (laughs) Monkey. Monkey together strong. (laughs) When you're <laughs> together strong, reject humanity, return to monkey. Wait, say the first quote again. Say the first quote again. Ape together strong. When your negative four intelligence party <laughs> solves a puzzle. DD jokes. Yeah. Reject humanity, return to monkey. Druids be like. <laughs> all right yeah so yeah wait is it godzilla versus kong or kong versus godzilla it's godzilla versus kong i keep saying kong versus godzilla yeah kong kong versus godzilla rules off the tongue better in my opinion it does um and it also gives you the thing the thought that oh wait kong the name is above godzilla kong might win or does he yeah i think i don't know i I think we're gonna I yeah, we'll save it for the episode. But I was gonna say, let's see who do you think's gonna win. We can save it for the episode. Like, who did you think was gonna win? Who did you think would win? Did you get spoiled? I I did, (laughs) but we're not gonna talk about that. Um, but yeah, um, you can follow us. You can email us if you have any questions or if you want to talk to us. You can talk to us or request of our Twitter, which is at reshoot at reshoot movie po one. Yeah, reshoot movie PO1. And our Gmail is reshootpodcast at gmail.com. Reshootpodcast at gmail.com. That's easy. Right, guys? Right? right. Yes. Yep. At Email us. <laughs> I'm tired of getting the promotion emails. I would like other emails, please. If you guys want to, no pressure. It's just, you know, if you want to talk to us, have some fun. Yeah. Also, if you want to, if you want to just uh, send us hate mail about this episode that that's totally acceptable as well please no <laughs> okay cut we also out. have an instagram oh yeah we do we have a gram I, this, yeah, is, I mean, this is news to me we have an instant gram we get a bunch of grandmothers instantly to come to us and make us food we have a gram yeah it's a reshoot underscore podcast all right well Join us next time when we reshoot Kong versus Godzilla. Gojira. Yeah. This was fun. Godfather's a perfect movie. Godzilla versus Kong's even better. Monkey. 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 Bye, everyone. Bye. Bye. Today's film was The Godfather, directed by Francis Ford Coppola. The screenplay and the original novel was written by Mario Puzo, and Francis Ford Coppola assisted in writing the screenplay. Cinematographer was Gordon Willis. 
While these folks don't have social media accounts, we appreciate their movies nonetheless, and hope you do too. So, uh, yeah. Wow, controversial takes, right? I, I hope it was an interesting point of discussion. I know we would love to hear your thoughts about this infamous movie as well. Our next episode will be Godzilla vs. Kong. Stay tuned.